Hello, and welcome back to season two of the 420 Reasons Why I Quit Drinking Alcohol podcast. I'm Diane Gibbs, your hostess with the mostest, and I am going to continue to share my stories of drinking and drunking my way through 30 plus years and how I finally found freedom from alcohol. I'm still having fun. These stories are real, raw, and relatable. So hang on and get ready for the next one. Okay, and welcome back to the podcast. So glad to have you here. It is end of summer, isn't it? It's going to be, it's August 30th. And it's amazing.、Um, kids are already back in school. When I went to college at MSU, we didn't go back to college until、uh, like the third week of September. We were on trimester. So we go September through、um, December, and then you got like two weeks off. At Christmas, and then you came home, then you went back to school、um, January through、um, March, and then you got spring break, and then you came back for your last semester. So,、um, but now those poor kids, they've been going back for the past couple weeks, and it's amazing that they have to go back so early. But things have changed so much because they, Friends that are posting pictures of their kids going off to school, like their kids' dorm rooms have、um, refrigerators, like real refrigerators, like kitchens. They have their own bathrooms. They're not sharing the bathroom down the hall. They don't have the rooms like we did at Michigan State. Now, I don't think all of Michigan State's dorms have been upgraded like that, but It's just amazing. And so, what I'm going to talk with you guys about and share is、um, going off to college freshman year. And for me, it was the fall of 1968, 1986. Boy, I was almost going to give away the year I was born. But this was freshman year at Michigan State in East Lansing, Michigan. So that was only an hour away from my parents in、um, Grand Rapids. And once again, I told you guys, like, my high school was the American Pie High School. So in the movie, they talk about East Great,、uh, East Great Falls, and we were East Grand Rapids. And then there was always a rivalry between Michigan and Michigan State. And Why that matters, but not really. But it was just, we were always partying. And so、um, I went to Michigan State and I was going with my best friend. <laughs> we got into the old dorms that were close to、um, Grand River. Um, right over kind of by the Union. And you kind of, those were really cool, the old dorms,、um, real classic, the old wood, the brick,、um, beautiful old buildings. But we happened to get put into、uh, Yakely Gilchrist, which was the only all girls dorm. Like, how did that happen that my BFF and I got stuck over there? And so, anyways, it was tiny, we're going to call her. 
Um, Tiny and I were there. But the other cool thing was that there were some other girls that I had grown up with from East Grand Rapids that actually lived in um, the building. Um, and they were in uh, a sorority. So there were a bunch of girls, that a lot, a lot of them that I grew up with. But then there was another um, girl, a bunch of girls from um, the sorority that they had all joined. So what did life look like? going to college. So I can't remember. I don't for like my parents might have dropped me off. Um, it was freshman and sophomore year and got me into college, but they didn't pick me up or anything like that. And not that that really matter, but then this way they could see what the dorm was like. And so my, we move in and we've got the bunk beds and we've got our, you know, our little desks and we've um, got, I'm sure we got our little refrigerator right away. And then we each had a closet. And then, of course, the bathroom was down the hall. We had a phone on the wall. We had no cell phones. You know, none of that stuff was going on at that time. So we had the um, minority RA that lived right at the end of our hall. So there was some supervision going on. Um, and then... We had um, a floor full of gals from Detroit that a majority of them were Jewish. And growing up in East Grand Rapids, like there were just a couple kids that were Jewish. I um, I never was invited to any of their bat mitzvahs or anything, but I just, I, and so I knew nothing. I knew nothing about Oy Vey and the, the high holidays. And, um, but I, we love these these ladies. We just became great friends with them. And they thought we were nuts because we were, because what did we do? Like going to college, you get this freedom, like freedom. Your parents aren't there to tell you, you can't drink. Your parents aren't there to oversee what you're doing. You're not having to make up the lies to go out, um, have friends over anything you got, you're on your own. And so we would drink a majority of the time um, as long as we had, um, like, this was a night that, that we would do, um, say we were going to be doing some homework. Uh, so I, we'd both sit down and do homework. And then um, my, my friend, she usually seemed to get hers done a lot sooner than mine. So she'd get the bong going and start doing bong hits and say, come on, hurry up. And we would do bong hits all night. Once I got done with my homework, we'd play backgammon, spite of malice, and um, smoke the pot. Once in a, we were usually weren't drinking unless we were going out, and that was quite often as well. Because my uh, roommate's sister went to college as at Michigan State as well, and you know we knew her. We had um, an inn knowing her because she was like one of the coolest girls um, on campus and she was in a sorority. So she had a lot of connections. And so, and then there were some other guys from our high school that were in fraternities that we hung out with. So we had a couple fraternities that we would go over and those guys, that's where we bought our, buy our pot. And when we go over there, they'd be drinking. So we'd hang out and drink with them 
we were always invited to all the parties because we were like friends with those guys in the fraternity. And um, we also had IDs so that we could get into bars. So I remember like going to um, uh, out one night, getting drunk over at a fraternity. We came back and we got locked out and we wanted to come in our back door of our, the, the dorm. Um, and cause, or you'd have to run all the way around to the front. It was just a long process. So we were hollering up to the girls on our floor to come let us in. And we'd come in with the munchies going, banana bread, banana bread, we want to eat food. And we would go over across the street. There was a Wendy's across the street and there was also a subway. So we would go over there and just um, get a burger, you know, a burger, a chicken sandwich or a foot long sub with Doritos. That was a regular occurrence when we were out drinking. Um, we probably drank at least four nights a week. And um, I always had the case of the can't stops. So a majority of the time when I drank, I was hung over the next day. And because in college, you don't have anybody monitoring you, you might not go to class and you might go and hang out in your, um, some of the girls on the floor had televisions. We did not have one. And um, we go and watch soap operas. Uh, we could watch them all afternoon. And um, that was just something you did. College drinking was really expensive because we were paying for classes and books. And when we didn't go, that just really made it really tougher because that was a lot of money you were wasting by not going. And there's so many kids that do fail out their freshman year um, just because of the pressure of like the whole thing of being on their own, trying, trying to live with like a structure and try not to get stoyed by what really happens at college. And, you know, it's interesting because when I um, look about telling my stories here, I have a line like share my personal story about a time that um, alcohol impacted my life in a negative way. I tell a lot of stories here. Um, a lot of, some of them are funny stories, but when I look at alcohol neg negatively impacting my life, I would say it wasn't every, it was always, I mean, negative alcohol is just a negative thing. I had fun in it, but I never understood the, how the effects it was really going to have on my body. I didn't realize that it was poison. I had no idea. Like I threw up at least once a week from alcohol, um, if not the night before, but that, that next day and wasn't able to function in the least bit. And then if I had thrown up and it was like on a Saturday, I was hoping by six o'clock, seven o'clock that night, I would start to be feeling better because you had to go out and drink again. And there was always something like that going on. I mean, there was always a party for us to go to. There was alcohol always available. Um, I remember that we didn't have, um, if we didn't have the money, 
and we only had like a couple beers in our refrigerator, if we were heading out, we would play the 60-second club. So what that was is that we would take our shot glasses and fill it with a shot of beer, and every 60 seconds we would take that shot, drink it, take it, and actually we'd shake our heads to think that that was going to get us drunker. Um, and so this was our mode at college and, 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 you know, those days that we were so hungover and we weren't able to make it to class, you know, we were, I remember laying in, um, my friend Andrea and, um, her room with Robin and they were, um, they had the television, we were watching the soaps and we were waiting for that four o'clock to hit. So then we could go for our meal um, for dinner and run down for that nacho bar or having that, uh, those chicken nuggets, which I just love so much. Um, I totally gained that freshman 15 plus um, by all the alcohol that we drank and um, the food, the, the shit for food that I was eating. Um, we were walking around campus, you know, two classes. I do think I had my bike there too, but it was really, it was just a whole different lifestyle going off to college. And it's interesting. Do you, um, uh, any of you guys with, that are parents that are listening, do you know if your kids drink and have you ever had the conversation about it? I just remember, my parents didn't really, we didn't really talk about it. And it probably would be a good idea. Like, and you don't want to give them negotiating skills. It's, and you know, and so many parents and people drink. So you're not going to even have the same discussion, but alcohol is really detrimental to your life. You need to see if you can handle a good time without alcohol. You need to be comfortable in your own skin without alcohol. And it's such a norm. Every fraternity, sorority, well, the sororities couldn't have alcohol, but the fraternities did. And I think those, I don't even know how those parties work nowadays. They certainly didn't have the 12 kegs or plus parties like they used to. Um, that whole system has been shut down and changed. Um, and I know that they're still drinking, maybe not at, to the extent, but you these kids are going off to college and you just know that that is, that is happening. Um, you know, we drank anytime we could get it. If someone would buy it for us, that was great. We're always trying to get some extra. Um, I told you we had that. We had our fake IDs. And, um, yeah, we would sit at home and do the 60 second club. So that's how it started at Michigan state. I have so many stories. And so I'm just going to kind of continue to tell my stories about what we were doing there and, um, the focus at college was really to try to have, um, a good old time. And that's what I was looking for. I wasn't trying to, I was taking, going to my classes and stuff, but it was all about what was the party. And um, yeah, it's so crazy. That's what life, that's what college was. And I used to tell people and think it was funny that my major at college was BAR. And um, 
I, and bar, I changed my major like five times and uh, started off poli sci. Then I went to clothing and design. I tried to do HRI, but I didn't do well in math. And then there was some food. Um, I can't remember the next degree that I was going for, but then in the end, my senior year, I was like, where am I at? And I'd taken so many psychology courses. So that is the way I went. And so, um, yeah, but I would have said, um, bar was my, my, um, definitely my, my major most of the time. That was what my life revolved around. Um, so what do you think? What kind of conversations have you had with your kids about that? What was your life at college like? What did you do? Did you go crazy your freshman year? It'd be fun to hear what um, y'all did. I have, um, I didn't take, um, I didn't bring my journal to college. I wish I would have done that as well. And um, just to, I have notes like I in calendars, but it's 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 not the same. So, um, you know, I had one of my cousins that was listening to the podcast and she actually listened to it with her kids. And it was a really interesting discussion because it sounded to me like they listened and then they talked about what happened and they were able to say, the kid was able to say, well, this is what we do. And the mom was like getting to hear what their kids did or like the mom had never even grown up in that capacity, never even think about what I was doing that her kids would do. So it's really interesting. It's good to have that open communication and um, just talk about where you're at and talk about, you know, what's going on with your kids. And then, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to talk to somebody, I want you to know I am here to have a conversation. If you're interested in trying to just talk out loud and seeing where you're at and how you feel about, I've got some good questions I could ask you to prompt some stuff. Um, I've got some tips and tools that I can help you with. Um, so I just want you to know I'm here for you. If you're looking for some support um, and you're trying to get off the booze, you know, I have been taking CBD. I've been working with Green Compass and I have really found that just awesome. I actually had a friend invite me over for dinner the other night and I brought some um, my collagen drink that has the um, CBG in it. And that's some other Vulcan cannabinoids and that just really um uh, we have this cannabinoid system and endocannabinoid system i should say that really kind of runs our body and we need to try to help get our body into that homeostasis and it is uh the whole endocannabinoid affects our appetite, our sleep, our digestion, our mood, our metabolism, our hormones, our memory. And we need to, a lot of doctors don't know anything about this. And I know that so many people like have angst and anxiety and dealing with depression. And the doctors are giving people Xanax and all sorts of things that 
really had so many side effects. And I just want people to know that there is something out there that doesn't have the side effects um, that really can support you in so many different ways. Support it, your sleep, your anxiety, your pain, your stress, your PMS, your kids, your ADHD, helping you focus. Now, hemp makes you heal. Marijuana makes you feel. I have gone back and I have been smoking some marijuana again, but I really, really appreciate the, um, the gummies that I am taking and the tincture. It makes such a difference in my life. And it really has cut so much of my anxiety out that I don't feel it in the same manner. And even if I need a little extra boost, there is CBDA that does that extra boost. And so, oh, and what about, you know what? I don't even know. Maybe your animal has some anxiety. Maybe your animal is just really hyper. And then we've got things for animals as well. So I just want to share that with you. That that support is available. I can have a conversation. I've got some CBD. Um, and the other thing that really affects our body is what we're putting into it food-wise. We need to be eating whole, real food. If you get the certified organic, even better. That um, There's that clean 12 that you should look for. Um, organic, grass-fed um, beef. Hormone-free chickens. Uh, there's so much put into our food systems. If you look at the ingredients, like I've never been one to count calories. I've looked at the ingredients. And that was one thing that why I came up with my sticky balls. Because back in the day when I quit drinking, my sweet tooth got activated. And I was just eating all the shit. But I was, and chewing a ton of gum, I didn't even realize, like, each piece of gum had, like, a tablespoon of sugar in it, and which was just ridiculous, um, or a teaspoon. But still, that, I mean, each piece, and I'd put, like, two to ten pieces um, in my mouth, like, over a period of, like, a, you know, like an hour, because you'd put it in, lose your flavor, blah, blah, blah. And, and so when I found out, when I knew that I needed more help besides going to the gym and working out with my personal trainer, that's when I went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and learned that I needed to cut that white stuff out, that white flour, that white sugar, the white potatoes, the white rice, the white bread, the white, all that white pasta. And my guilty pleasure had always been cookie dough. And so my mom's cookie dough, at times I would buy the um, tubes of cookie dough. Man, I just loved cookie dough. I never cared. I like, I never got any salmonella poisoning. They always talk about, well, this is eggless. No, there was, I mean, I don't even know why I brought that up. I loved it and ate it. But then when I learned I couldn't, didn't want to do that stuff anymore, get taking the gluten out, that's when I deconstructed that my cookie dough and came up with my sticky balls, that plant-based vegan gluten-free energy ball that is tastes like cookie dough. Like I make them into balls, 
but you can play with the dough. You can stretch the dough. You can make it various sizes. You can pop the whole ball in your mouth. You can take a couple bites. I mean, though, my balls are something that like, like you've never tasted. There are products out there that um, are energy. There's a lot of protein balls out there um, that people are adding concentrates and blends and isolates. I'm not adding that other kind of stuff. I'm, it's all whole foods. And I think that's super important. And my balls have a functional flair to them. And the functional is my give me some sugar ball has got, it's really good for your digestion and it helps keeping the flow going. And then my zesty balls, which are so scrumptilicious, um, they've got that ginger that um, and turmeric that really helps with uh, um, the antioxidant and um, it's anti-inflammatory. Um, we have so much inflammation in our body because of the crap that we put into it. And when we put the right things, we can heal our body. And that's what these balls are about. These are healthy and healing and nutritious and oh so delicious. And actually, September 16th, I'm going to be at the Fulton Fest over in, um, over in the Fulton Market area between Hoyne and Damon. And I'm going to be selling my balls at a festival. I'm super excited. And then I, I will be selling them online. So those are coming. I know I keep saying that, but they are coming. And um, so I'm really just excited to continue to tell, share my story here, guys. And I really, it's all about a healthy self, healing yourself. And I never thought it was possible for me to quit drinking. And if I could do it, you could do it. I want you to know I'm here for you. It's just so amazing as we go through life. I started off so young. I know that there's some people that have never tried until they got to college. And then so many people just go the other way when they get to college. And it's really tough. And so even helping your kids eat right, like these sticky balls will be something that will be good for your whole family. And these are for people that get it, that want the healthy snack, that want an alternative, you want energy. And I will also be, um, I'm just ordered up my CBD because I'm going to have CBD bites. And then also I've got doobie balls. So I'm calling all you guys that and asking you and letting you know, um, asking you to feel, trust me, to be there for you. I'm calling those that get it, that want it, that will understand and that are ready to surrender, ready to transform your life, ready to say, yes, I don't know what tomorrow will bring, but it's just going to be a new day. And, but also we've just got to remember to live every day today. Like we can't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of itself. And yesterday's already done. So let's live um, in the moment. We can get through it one day at a time. 
Um, there is healing on the other side. There is feeling better when you wake up. There is feeling better so that you can go to class and not waste all your parents' money. There is healing when you are living a more focused and sober life. It's not easy. It's not quick because easy come, easy go. But this is a commitment that you can make to yourself. You can love yourself. Do you love yourself? I was looking at myself the other day and was having a hard time saying that. So that's a new thing. I love myself enough to stop. Do you have the balls to stop? Because I've got the balls to help you to stop. That's for sure. So listen, I'm here to connect with you. I'm here where you can tell you, tell me your truth, write out your truth. I'll give you some prompts. You can do it and journal about it and really see where you're at, why you drink and why you don't want to anymore. There's such freedom on the other side and you need to know you're not alone. It's so interesting that people go, oh, you don't drink? Instead, we should be going, oh, you drink? Like, why do you drink gasoline? Like, that is, it's so stupid and it's ridiculous. And I'm, I just, I'm so grateful to be done with it. And I want to be there for whoever is interested to be done with it. And I just want you to know I care and I'm here and I want to thank you as always for stopping by and listening. I'm here for you and I'll talk to you next time. God bless. So thanks again for stopping by. I'm so glad you did. If you have an opportunity and you enjoy this podcast, Please rate and review it. Share it with your friends. Leave me a message. Let me know what you think. I greatly appreciate all your times that you're coming by and listening. And as I shared about CBD, if you guys are interested in learning more about the effects and what CBD could do for your life, let me know. I got to tell you, besides the wonderful... Um, the effects that CBD can have on your body, getting your endocannabinoid system balanced. There's a great community available. And on top of that, the business opportunity is unbelievable. Something like you've never experienced before. The whole CBD experience is quite awesome. I'm super excited to be on it. So if you're interested in more, let me know. Reach out. DM me. I am here to share more. CBD for the summer. We actually just came out with, there is a new lemon lime collagen that is of a margarita flavor. And as I said, I was enjoying some CBD powdered drinks at the Grateful Dead. And now I've got another flavor to add to the repertoire. So I'm going to have my own CBD margarita. Who wants to join me? Cheers to you. Reach out to me. Take care and God bless.